All right, all right. So we back. We back. We back. Let's see if we can get some some of my other brothers on. I definitely want to get uh John. We're gonna get Will back on. Oh, Johnny in the building. I was gonna get uh Robert on if he could get on too. Ah. Oh, okay. he, he here. He here, he here. All right, very good, very good. Very good. All right. This is good. Let me see if I can get this other brother, uh Tyler. Tyler's been trying to jump on and he always brings uh, a fresh anointing as well, man. Bro, I hope I hope this thing works this time. I don't know. Look, it's it's struggling. It's struggling with Will. It's like it's only allowing me for one person. Oh, okay. okay. Well, all right. Well, I I ain't got to be on here all night, man. Okay, okay. So we're gonna do it one by one. Then we're gonna do it one by one. All right. All right. The pressure all is right. on. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right, Brod Broderick, you next, bro. <laughs> all right, and Broderick, man, bro. Oh, you know the dude? I don't know him personally. But, oh, man, the dude is on fire. Oh, Nobody yeah. prays like this guy, right? <laughs> you should have him to pray. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got to bring him on. Yeah, yeah. All right. So so I just I, I just want to want to bring up this little point. We were talking about um, this 1, 26 through 28, where it basically explains the creation of man um, and God's process of creating man. Um, and it says, let, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. <clears throat> and then it goes on to tell man to have uh, dominion. And as I was thinking about it today, I was thinking about the word image. And if we're made in the image and likeness of God, I would like to think that God is very strategic. He's very intentional, uh, very specific, uh, even in the way that he strategized the word to come together as it is today. And... Um, if we look at ourselves being made in his image, then we have to go back and look at the, the image, the picture that he paints before he actually creates man. And so we go back to Genesis 1. It says, in the beginning, God. So the first thing we see about God is that God had a sense of identity. And if we're going to be in the image and likeness of God, we have to first understand who God is and who we are. There was no question about who God was. It didn't say in the beginning a man who thought he was God. In the beginning, a young man who was trying to come along. It said, in the beginning, God. God had a clear understanding of who he was. And so if we're going to be in the image and likeness of God, there has to be a clear identity and understanding of who we are being made in the image of God. The other thing that God showed us was character. The second verse says that the earth was without form and void, right? And darkness was upon the face of the deep. God never responded to the darkness or shall I say he didn't respond in a way that some of us like to respond to darkness you know we're in the age of the clapback you get what I'm saying and uh and I'm guilty right I'm guilty of it it's just something about giving a good clap back that just makes your soul happy right <laughs> but but he did not even respond to the darkness the bible says he saw what it looked like he was not depressed he was not brought down he was not discouraged he was not dismayed he saw the darkness and he responded in another way. He responded by saying, let there be light. He did not allow the darkness to distract him. So the second thing in being made in the image and likeness of God, we have to understand that we, even God started off with a bad hand. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Sometimes we feel like we were dealt, with a, we were dealt a bad hand, 
But if we look at the story in this image that God gives us of himself before he says, I'm going to make you in the same image, he says, I'm going to teach you how to go in a dark situation and speak light and see light. So then the third thing that we see is uh, uh, strategy. He gives us strategy. He teaches us how to strategize because we see, we understand that in order for him to do all that he did, you know, I, I just can't imagine it. And, and, you know, we say we're not going to impose the Bible to say something that it doesn't say. Uh, but just my sanctified imagination, as my bishop would say, leads me to think that God actually planned and strategized. You know, sometimes we look at this, we look at the Bible like we were like, like we were talking about the story of Moses. It wasn't until last week, uh, listening to Apostle Matthew Stevenson, that I realized Moses was 20 at the burning bush and he was 80 when he finally went to Pharaoh and 120 when they made it to, or when he, when he got to the place where they were getting ready to go into the promised land. So sometimes we look at these days and we, we put them in the Gregorian calendar, but we don't know how long those days was with God. You know what I'm saying? And so God took time to strategize because everything that he made, when he made it, it was good. He planned. It wasn't, it wasn't trash. It wasn't garbage. It was good. It was ready to go. It was ready to roll. So then the third and fourth thing, and then I'm done, that, that we saw was creativity uh, was affirmation. Affirmation. So, and I know we just talked about genders a, a moment ago, and that's a very complex um, conversation. And I do agree with the guys who came earlier that you can't deduce God to gender or to two different genders. It might be a thousand other types or prototypes out there that we have no knowledge of because God could not put all of himself into genders. I mean, it just, it just doesn't work. And uh, we can't be guilty of trying to deduce God to that. But one thing that we see God do is affirm all that he makes. He affirm and he, and he, and he makes a point to say good to everything that he makes. So this is the third thing or the fourth thing, whatever number I'm on, that we see about the character of God. Uh, then we see creativity. And I know we're at a time where everybody's talking about, you know, being creatives and stuff. It's kind of old now, but like the last five years, people were talking about creatives. Um, it's not a new thing. You know, even technology, the, the idea that God could, could the, the idea that God could take an earthly substance, form it, breathe in it, and then it comes alive. That's advanced technology. God is advanced technology. You are a technology. You were the computer before the computers were made. So we see that God affirms everything that he makes. And then uh, the last thing I want to say, right before he created man, he, he, he spoke to something that was awesome. Accountability. God himself showed us accountability. And I love what Will says about the Godhead and, and, and bringing all of himself to the creation of man. I absolutely love that concept and idea. But God showed us the idea of accountability before you step into something big. The biggest thing that God had ever done, according to what we see in scripture in Genesis, right? God knew that this was big. So he said, I'm going to need some accountability for this. <laughs> I'm going to show you what accountability looks like. And he goes to the Godhead and he says, let us do this. Let us make them in our image and in our likeness. I'll end with this. <clears throat> With Band of Brothers, man, I'm just so grateful for you and for, like, all the brothers, man. Something has happened to me since November of last year, since we've connected, because I had, I had mentorship, I had mentees, but I was lacking in the brotherhood. And I think it's necessary for us to have, have it all. We got to have north, south, east, and west. We got to be fully surrounded in order to be protected and grow. 
the Bible says in Psalm 133, it says how pleasant and good it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And many of us are familiar with that. But it wasn't until recently that I realized the last verse of that says that in the, in the unity of the brothers, God commands the blessing there and life forevermore. So that accountability is not just a part where I come and I confess all of my sins and all my wrongs. It, it, accountability means I get access to account. So I get to see what's going on in your life too, not from a nosy perspective, but I get to see the dealings and the works of God in your life. So sometimes we're on the phone and I get quiet because I'm saying, wow, these guys are really living for God. Holiness is real. Deliverance is real. You know what I'm saying? God is actually working in their lives. Uh, but the other thing is that God commands the blessing there. So there are certain blessings that we won't get until we tap into accountability. And if we see these things, right, uh, as the picture that God gave us before he said, okay, now in this image, I'm making you. If we see this, then we'll be able to fully operate in the way that God's called for us to operate. All right. I'm done, bro. I'm going to go. You're muted. You're muted. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Sorry. Let me say it again. I said, you came to Atlanta this past weekend. Yeah. But I forgot to punch you in advance <laughs> for, for the nuggets you didn't drop, man. You don't bless me, bro. You bro. bless me, my man. <laughs> Glory to God, man. Glory to God. I love y'all, man. I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of the guys. Love you too, man. Love you too, man. We about to bring on, uh, man. Like, I know y'all was blessed by that. You came with the, the, the three, four points. I'm telling you, these these are just like, I don't even know how I met these guys. Like, it was just so random. All right, so let me see. See if I can get on my brother, uh, Broderick, man. Let me tell you, man. I I thank God for that brother, man. He's like, he's a real one. I say he's a real one. He's a real one, man. And my discernment, the spirit of God in me discerns that he's a real, real one. So I'm not just saying that for my dealings with this man. I'm saying that because the spirit of God in me recognizes that he's a real one man so here he is Brian, there we go my <laughs> brother how are you man man i'm, I'm chilling man hey how, how's everything with the transition transition is transitioning it's a lot yeah. but it's a lot of it's a lot of overwhelming goodness right so being yeah. newlywed being a father going halfway across the country you know yeah. all of this it, it's, it's it's good though it's good it's good it's, it's good. good it's yeah. good all right yep. very good and and it was good and it is good say man what you what you what you get man i know you've been tapped in bro yeah what you get man just uh share with us man where where you at with some of the things that have been shared man um one of the things that really stuck out to me uh was something that will share earlier about how god brings all that god is to humanity Right. And um, I've been sitting with the fact that, you know, we I feel as if that we've been singing um, certain songs that we have a, a, a skewed theological lens when we say that Jesus is the answer. I want to push against that. I want to say that Jesus is not the answer. Jesus is actually the solution. And because he is the solution, it places the responsibility on us as humanity to also be the solution as well. Follow me when I say this. Now, we have all are familiar with taking quizzes. We're all familiar with taking tests. If you put the wrong answer down, you fail your test. You still gave an answer. It was just the wrong answer. So if I say that he is the answer, it's a possibility that there's a flaw there. But when I give a solution, I'm not right? Here. When I give a solution, a solution is specific to a problem. 
A solution is specific to a situation. A solution cannot, it cannot be changed. It functions in absolutes, right? So let's go to the text. Ephesians chapter four, Ephesians chapter four, it talks about um, after Jesus, he's crucified and he dies. It talks about how he descends, right? And then after he descends, he ascends and he ascends with power. And as a result of him having power, the scripture says that then he gives gifts to men, right? And it goes down this whole conundrum about apostles and prophets and evangelists and all of that good stuff. It's, it's amazing, right? But then it finishes up and it says that he gave gifts to men for the purpose of perfecting humanity, but also perfecting the church, his bride. Bro, what you are doing is functioning in the power of your solution in perfecting his bride. Each and every last one of us are part of being God's bride, being God's solution in the world. And whenever we permit ourselves to show up in our fullness, we show up overturning tables. We show up like literally perfecting things. I got another scripture for you. Romans chapter eight, Romans eight. It talks about how um, we are conformed into the image of God's son. When I conform a thing, I am molding it. There are pressure points. There are trigger points. Things got to be cut off. Things got to go into a heated vat. Things got to go into an oven. Um, sometimes you got to break a thing down and rebuild it back up. Sometimes you got to add other things to it. So if I'm being conformed into the image of God's son and God's son is a solution, then in some ways, in some ways, my misidentity is assuming that I am an answer. How many of us showed up into relationships being the answer to people's loneliness, being the answer to people's insecurities, being the answer to um, people's modes and levels of toxicity, but we did not permit ourselves to cross over into the area of being the solution. When you become the solution, you're no longer functioning as Ezekiel. I'm no longer functioning as Broderick. Will is no longer functioning as Will, but we are literally functioning in the sonship of Jesus, who is the one that we are conformed to be like. God conformed us to function in the image of his son. So another thing, just to bring it real down, make it real simple. Um, you have children. Zeke, I seen your babies. You you got you got kids, all right? Those babies mimic whatever it is that you and your wife do. They mimic your mannerisms, they mimic how you communicate, they even mimic your integrity in some ways. The way that you are rearing your the way that you are raising your children, you're literally conforming them into um, the image of who you are, how you function in your home to ensure that they are well-equipped, integral humans. When I surround myself with toxic things, with toxic people, I open up the door, or, or mis misplaced identity, people who are functioning in misplaced identity, I, in some ways, am permitting their misinformed identity to form who I am, right? Because I spend time with them. Whatever you spend time with, you're going to begin to mimic. You're going to begin to reflect. Birds of a feather flock together. Um, 
remember growing up, your mama be like, if your friends jump off of a bridge, you gonna jump too? Right. You, whatever you hang with, you're going to eventually, whatever you have relationship with, whatever you spend time with, you're going to begin to behave like. We, we who do not spend authentic time with God open up the door for misplaced identity to manifest itself within us. That's just something that I believe. When we allow ourselves to become intimate, to become connected, to become transparent, to just give simple access of ourselves to God, we permit God to conform us into all that he is. I begin to function in integrity because he is an integral God. Accountability isn't something that's asinine or unfamiliar to me because he is the God who is accountable. Reggie pulled out how God was accountable to himself. Hence, God went back to the Godhead. So when I spend time with the God who was accountable to himself via the Godhead, I have no choice but to function and operate and move in accountability as a man because birds of a feather flock together. Whatever I hang around, whatever I permit myself to be around, in some ways I am going to reflect. I believe this is the purpose of the church. We are here to show forth God's glory. And hear me, church isn't a four-walled building. This right here, this is church. This, this, this is coming together. This, this is the tabernacle. This, 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 this is it. It's, it's not a, it's not a. Oh, I gotta go to the. And that thing, it has its own place. But this right here, this is actually what we are called to. What we are meant to be showing forth. So as you are doing this with the band of brothers, um, this is a space on an environment, a safe space where men can come and experience the perfecting power of God. None of us have a monopoly on God. None of us. I don't care if you're apostolic, Baptist, whatever. None of us have a monopoly on God. You got a little bit of the Holy Ghost. I got a little bit of Holy Spirit. Reggie got a little bit of Holy Spirit. Will got a little bit of Holy Spirit. But bro, when we all come together, we get the whole of the matter, right? So in what ways are our communities falling? In what ways are people still going around in toxic systems and cycles because we fail to show up as solutions? Or we won't give them access to the solutions. I'm grateful for a pandemic because the pandemic forced us to give people access who we typically wouldn't give us, we wouldn't give them access to us. The pandemic opened up a door for you to do something like this on a social media platform so that people can get access to the well of wisdom that goes beyond the poet, that goes beyond the, the social media influencer. Had a pandemic never happened, we wouldn't have something like this. So God, thank you for the pandemic. I'm grateful. Um, yeah, that's that's what I got. I hope what I said. No, made no, sense. no, 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 you know, you're not gonna do that. You're not gonna do that's what I got. Bro. That, that's that's what I got. I, I hope it made sense. I hope it was good. Um yeah, make sure Wait, that bro, we bro, like, chill. There's so much you said this so, bro. I like what you said about the um the the misidentity thing mm -hmm. that that ruined me because the way that you described the conforming was really interesting. And then what you said at the end was really interesting. So it's this conforming uh, of not just this linear conforming, but it's allowing God to bring 
bring the solution together so that we can represent yeah. it. But what happens when the misidentities from different people come together to create us? So now I'm a husband, but I just brought a family of misidentities into the home because my daddy was broken. My mom was broken. I got my uncle's misidentity over here. My girlfriend who told me I wasn't, that's all yeah. in me. And I brought yeah. that to my marriage. And so yeah. now we're trying, like, I, I don't know. I think it's a lust issue. No, no, it's an alcohol issue. No, it's a drug issue. It's, it's rejection. And it's all of it. It's all of it. All of these things have now conformed us. And that's why we yes. have to surrender to this, to the sonship that he avails for us. Otherwise, what we see is this multifaceted, beautiful, joining a, a conformed identity to reflect Christ. Now, is we, we, instead, we have this distorted, mess of multiple personality disasters that individuals are now bringing generations of yes. misidentities yes. into their home. And that like blew me because I'm just thinking about, oh my gosh. Can oh, I give you this? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Is, go. It, is it fair to say that answers are the environment And the playing out of an addiction, that's an answer. But it's not a solution. Two plus two is three. That's an answer. It's the wrong answer. But if I keep putting down three, I'm still wrong. At some point, I'm going to have to find the perfect solution for two plus two. I'm tired of us being... I'm 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 tired of us being being answer based and not solution driven. It's in the place of solution. I'm tired of us being answer based and not solution driven. It's at the place of solution that we show forth God's glory. And it's at the place of solution where we are introduced to the transformative power of the gospel that challenges oppressive systems and cycles and Bro. hear me a, a woman can be as much of a solution as a man can come on everything that was created by the hands of God has the capacity to be a solution Bro, which solution <laughs> solution that's all Bro. I got bye I appreciate it thanks Yo, uh, okay, so first of all, this man Roderick just shut down his live. He said, I'm gonna say something y'all missed. He said, I was a whore, but that was a solution to someone else's lust problem. It's a it's an answer, but it's a wrong answer. It's a wrong answer, it's not a solution. The, the book that we the book that we wrote, the book that me and uh -huh. my wife wrote talked about, it was a whole book about uh living out a response in response to our trauma. Wow. And so instead of loving, all we're doing is exhibiting behaviors that are defense mechanisms against everything that we went through. So I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be cheated on again. Wow. So I, I move this way and I'm I'm not gonna be abandoned again. Wow. So this is how I exhibit love. So it doesn't just change the way we live, but it changes the way we love. And so yeah. what happens when that love is now bestowed upon someone else 
who now is their first interpretation of love. Now that child's interpretation of love looks like this. It has to look jealous. It has to, um, it has to look uh, possessive. It has to look abusive. And so what's happening, and this is what, what I think who brought up the distortion thing. This is what the enemy wants. is because yeah. God, God designed love. He created love. He invented love. Yes. The enemy could give you a wrong definition, a wrong answer. Oh, my God. Love is a solution. Love is the solution. Love casts out fear. Love extends liberty. Matter of fact, love butler that opened up the door to life. I'm going to say it again. Love was the butler that opened the door to life. McBride, what are you saying to me? John chapter 3 verse 16. For God so what? Love the world that he gave his only begotten son. It was through the butler of love that we got the treasure, the gift, the solution of life. Jesus came that we may have life and life more abundantly. Had there not been a butler called love, we never would have gotten access to the treasure called life. The solution called life. So another, another error within our theology is that we fearmonger people. We threaten people with the, 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 the gift of hell in order to get them out of um, um, wrong, ill-placed identities instead of us meeting people where they are as the butler and as love and walking them to the answer of life. When we are authentically introduced to Jesus, we have no choice but to be transformed. He is transformation. He's the ultimate transformer. Ultimate transformer. I have, I have no choice but to change when I am introduced to him. Matter of fact, I'll take it a step further. God, God the Father rested on day seven of creation. Jesus shouted from his cross, it is finished at the age of 33. So God's work, God the Father's work is done. God the Son's work is done. But before Jesus ascended, before he left, he said that he was not going to leave us as orphans, that he was going to send us a new helper, a new advocate, a new stead in his state called Holy Spirit. So if I am a butler, if I'm functioning in the, in the capacity of being a butler, i.e. love, every time I encounter somebody with misplaced identity, it is an opportunity for me to introduce them to the solution called Holy Spirit. I can't introduce people to anything that I haven't been introduced myself. When's the last time we permitted Holy Spirit to overtake us? When's the last time we permitted Holy Spirit, the, the, the ingenuity, the creativity, the wisdom of God, the mind of God made manifest in humanity to speak up in us to individuals like a DMX, to speak through us to individuals who have broken marriages and homes, who are presenting their highlight reels on social media as if they're making it. But in reality, they're living in a deep, dark hell. Holy Spirit! He, he's literally the one at work in us. He's the gift. And he's limitless. Oh, he's limitless. He's limitless. He's the one that equips us and, and empowers us and enables us 
to be the solution, not the answer. Bro, you're gonna have to pray because it's about to go down in a way that I don't think that I don't think they want to see this type of ugly that's about to come out. And uh, <laughs> I, I want you to pray, man. Because when what you're tap you're tapping something that's very very real, man. One one side for those who are declaring to be you know followers of Jesus that are not what you said. Why are we not permitting Holy Spirit to infiltrate our conversations, infiltrate our relationship? We're sitting there like they got problems and we're crying boo hoo problems. Wow. And we're not pointing to say, but I look. I know the solution, and he lives within me. Look, yes. I, I, look, I'm not claiming I know the answer, but I got the solution living in me. We're going to pray through this. We're going to wow. intercede through. So it's almost like, man, it's almost like hey, we're, we're hey, placing all limitations on ourselves. So I want to pray for those who call themselves believers, but I'm also praying for those who have been introduced poorly, who have wow. been introduced uh, answers. Um, and for those, you know, at the church who are introduced answers those who in relationship have been introduced answers we're talking we've been this is all a men's call every man that has been introduced the answer of what they thought love was or masculinity was or what manhood was all of these things man I, if you can just pray those two points man i would be so so grateful and you guys uh this brother has an amazing book uh would you want to share about that because uh the yes, insight within that book is, is going is a, is a tool for those of you that wow. uh, that desire to be prayer warriors the desire to encounter god it's not even just a book that living on prayer it's a lifestyle book so could you yeah. share that real quick before you pray yeah um i have a book um, i just recently released it is called the pursuit a guide to intercession um, you can actually find it on Amazon. Um, just type my name, Broderick McBride, and my book will come right up. Um, and it's literally a manual. Um, it's a textbook on um, just how to pray and our own journey with God, how to hear the voice of the Lord and how we pray from the place of our identity. Um, oftentimes we hear people begging God for things, but I don't have to beg because I'm God's son. So we talk about it. We talk about it in the book. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So let's pray. Um, Father, tonight, uh, before we ask you for anything, we just choose to release our praise on you. We thank you for being mighty, for being amazing, for being beautiful, for being holy, for being the just and righteous God that you are. You are the God of the uh, our our future. You are the God of our past and present. You are the God of our beginning and our end, but you're also the God that is in the middle of it all. And there's nothing about who we are, where we are, and what we have done that has caught you off by surprise. Father, tonight, I specifically pray for those of us um, who were misintroduced to you. I implore you, Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of truth, to go after the hearts and the minds of men and women that have been produced and have been introduced to erroneous ideals and views of who the true and living God is. Holy Spirit, I pray that you are the one that captivates hearts and minds and wheels all over again in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Everywhere that we have permitted ourselves to be reliant on being answers, I pray that Holy Spirit, you be the one that flushed that thing out of us, but you also produce transformative work and power on the inside of us that will cause us to readily be 
the solution of the Lord in the earth realm in Jesus name. Father, your word tells us according to Romans chapter eight, that we are conformed into the image of your son. I pray that the conforming power of the true and living God find our hearts it find our minds, but God, it also find our lives in Jesus name. Just as much as Jesus was obedient, hallelujah, unto the leading of the father, even when it was painful, even when he asked that you would permit, hallelujah, the cup to pass from him. I pray that Holy Spirit, you cause us to be obedient, hallelujah, to the father, even when it's uncomfortable, even when we don't understand it. Holy Spirit, help us to even be obedient to the leading of the Lord so that we can make decisions to get out of toxic relationships. I pray, hallelujah, that everywhere that we have permitted ourselves to be bound, hallelujah, to toxic relationships and toxic systems and cycles, that Holy Spirit, you be the chief liberator tonight, and you begin to bankrupt every identity of hell, every persona of hell, every persona of hell, hallelujah, every disposition of hell, every emotion of hell, hallelujah, that comes as the antithesis of our future and our destiny. For you are the God of Jeremiah 29. You are the one that promised, hallelujah, that you know the thoughts that you think towards us. Thoughts of good and not of evil to give us not only a hope, but also a future. I pray, hallelujah, that the God of Jeremiah sends forth the gift and the treasure known as Holy Spirit. Out of every that comes to you serve our future in the name of Jesus. Everywhere that we have allowed ourselves to be bound hallelujah to abusive relationships, whether it's sexually abusive, physically abusive, emotionally abusive, mentally abusive Holy Spirit get us out in the name of Jesus. Shift our appetites. Don't even allow us to desire it anymore. Moving from this day forward in Jesus name I pray Holy Spirit that you even begin to send forth real evangelists in real men and women of God who are able to show forth intelligently and 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 justfully hallelujah who the true and living God is God push hallelujah against objective and oppressive theologies in Jesus name everywhere that we have presented God hallelujah in ways that are lies and in ways that are cantankerous and in ways that are oppressive Holy Spirit we pray that you be the all-consuming fire and that you burn it up in Jesus name get your people out quickly hallelujah in the name of the lord jesus christ and everywhere that we have permitted ourselves hallelujah Oh, God, everywhere that we have permitted ourselves to fall in love with answers, answers that come in the forms of addictions, whether if it's addiction to pornography, whether if it's addiction to sex, whether if it's addiction to lying, whether if it's addiction to food, whether if it's addiction, hallelujah, to legal or illegal substances. I pray that the sobriety power of the true and living God find the hearts of men and women tonight, but that you also be the healer that you are. Ha, that you be the healer that you are. And you begin to deal with the doors of trauma. You begin to deal with the gateways and the portals of trauma. And that you manifest as Jehovah Rapha. And however it is that you decide, God, to manifest as healer, we say amen and we agree. If you manifest in a therapist, it's all right with us. If you manifest if you manifest the healing through a hug, God, it's all right with us. If you manifest the healing, hallelujah, through accountability and community, that is healthy. 
God, it's all right with us. But whatever it is that you do, Daddy, we pray that you manifest the solutions that are needed to get us whole and to get us out in the name of Jesus. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you also be the quickener in men tonight. Father, even as we pray through this thing, I pray that men's heart begin to burn for prayer, that men's heart begin to burn for more of you, that men, hallelujah, even begin to desire more of Holy Spirit all the more in the name of Jesus. He doesn't have to pray like me, and he doesn't have to approach the gospel like Ezekiel, but God, help us to be secure in our own identity. Hallelujah. If I'm from the hood, let me be from the hood, loving Holy Spirit. If I'm from the suburbs, let me be from the suburbs, loving Holy Spirit. If my daddy was not there, let me be a fatherless man, loving Holy Spirit, and trusting him to introduce me to God the Father. If I had a toe up marriage, let me be a man, hallelujah, that relies on Holy Spirit to heal the parts of my heart, hallelujah, so that I can effectively and efficiently love, hallelujah, a woman once more and again. Let there be no more compromise in the area of identities, hallelujah. If there is one man tonight that we touch, God, we give that glory back to you. We don't touch it, hallelujah. We don't glorify ourselves in it, hallelujah. Whoever it is that is touched tonight, Father, we place that praise back on you. And I pray that, Holy Spirit, you also do something magnificent in the life of Ezekiel, in the name of Jesus. God secured this man's identity, hallelujah, through, through whatever tool that you have given him to show forth your glory, hallelujah, that comes upon him. Let there be a new grace that comes upon Ezekiel to do this and to do it well. Let him be a powerful inspiration for men, not only in North America, but all around the world. I thank you, God, that there are no limitations, that there are no glass ceilings, that there are no glass uh, escalators. Hallelujah. Uh, that will be able to stop that which you have placed on the inside of Ezekiel. God, raise men up. As a result of tonight, let a seed be planted. Will men begin to even ask questions about Holy Spirit? Father, I pray, hallelujah, that a new grace, a new fire, and a new zeal fall upon the hearts of men. And let it start with us. We love, ah, we love you. We thank you. And we are committed to being the solution. You require us to be wherever you send us. God, it's all right with us. It's in Jesus' name. Amen.